When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, they say a lot can change in a week, Riley. And my word, it has seriously changed at West Ham after last weekend. I mean, well, this time last week, we were coming off the back of a 5-0 drubbing against Fulham. Um, everyone feeling very down, very angry, understandably. Um, we responded well, mate, this week. It's been a very good week. Um, West Ham, of course, uh, topped the group uh, in the Europa League. And but we need to talk about that. We need to talk about Sunday with our result over Wolves. 3-0 West Ham. A really good performance, I think, all round. Although there was not 100% perfect, but it was it was good. It was a good performance. Very uh, attack, attacking-minded. I think that's what fans want to see. And three goals as well. And a clean sheet. Another clean sheet. Um, I was made that two this week. So, Riley, mate. Um, firstly, how are you, mate? And uh, and secondly, obviously, want to get your thoughts on the game. Uh, well, I've, I've got the Christmas cold, I think. And it's not uh, from drinking too much alcohol or too much food, I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, they go around, they're the old colds. But... It, you know, you do feel a little bit better. Um, I think if I had a cold last week on top of watching that Fulham performance, then uh, I think it'd be a pretty crap week for me. But I think having seen the, the football that has been on display in the last, um, I think only the last couple of days, I mean, what, Thursday and Sunday, you're only talking, you know, the same football in five days. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's completely ostracises what we've um, what we've been producing this season. And it's almost quite frustrating to see us play that well and, uh, to see us that quick on the counter and not dither about and be that, you know, that clinical. I mean, you know, we talk about the three goals, all of them, I would argue, you know, they're counter-attacking goals, one of which for us from a Wolves corner. Um, Paqueta was pretty much the focal point in all three of them. Obviously, he got all three assists. But, um, you know, he left the players with a lot to do still, like from that position. He didn't necessarily put them on a plate for him, but it's just nice to see someone have the initiative to just say, do you know what, you know, I see him up there. I'm just going to launch it up to him. And, you know, it's nice to see our front three being, you know, on the front foot and, and thinking, oh, I'm not going to pass it here or dither about here or pass it back here. I'm just going to make a run, you know, see what I can do. And, um, you know, to say that scoring three goals was deserved, you know, it certainly was. I mean, um, you know, it was a brilliant attacking performance. I think the performance in a whole was, was, was fairly solid. Like, I don't think Wolves really threatened us too much, but... Mm. You know, I think we just, um, I think we just had a bit too much quality for them individually, and um, obviously they got that that goal back, which was, I suppose, controversially ruled out by VAR. But you know, we 
whether that's whether that's a goal or not, to be honest, I'm not sure. But I mean, you know, you, you take that, didn't you? Sometimes, and yeah, and I do think if that goes in as well, I, I don't really see them coming back from from two 0 I think it would have been at the time two two one. It would have been at the time. So yeah, I mean, you know, smiles all around. Obviously, Freiburg was a good performance, a good week, uh, especially doing it in front of the home fans. So I mean. Surprisingly, mate, I can have absolutely no complaints this week, apart from the fact that uh, I'm horrendously under the weather. Well, yeah, sorry to hear that, mate. I mean, there's a fair bit going about. I've, I've managed to dodge it at the moment, which means it's definitely going to happen for Christmas Eve. So, yeah, so far. Oh, mate, yeah, that's what I mean. It's going to be right at the tail end. I know it will. It'll be right before. But, you know, so far, I hope, fingers crossed, it doesn't happen. Um, mate, look... Uh, in regards to the, the obviously great, yeah, great result against Freiburg. Very, very pleased. I thought we played really well uh, midweek. I thought we were excellent performance from, from West Ham. We controlled that game completely. And I thought we carried that momentum into the Wolves game. I thought we were very, very good. Um, by far the better side overall against Wolves. I think they were a little bit naive. Um, I think uh, Gary O'Neill sort of showed his um, lack of experience possibly as a manager. Don't get me wrong, I've got no nothing but respect for Gary O'Neill and I think he's a very good manager and I really like I like teams that come and attack in a way because mm. it kind of that, that's you know in that sense like I'm gonna get the ball down, we're gonna try and score goals, we're gonna try and win the game. I really like that. But sometimes I did I I was watching the game thinking like they were playing such a high line at times Wolves, trying to get a goal, and you're thinking it's very risky when you've got Kudus, Bowen and Paqueta players all lurking around. And I just felt that they were just really naive because we, the likes of uh, Dawson, as good as he is, and obviously we do, he, he was great servant for West Ham, he's never going to catch Kudus, you know, when he's gone. And, and it was just like, I felt that, that we were just always going to pick him off. It was a bit, uh, it, it was always looking a little bit too easy for us in a way when we were, when we kept, when we got possession and we counted, it was, they, they were just too far committed. But, Look, I'm not complaining. I thought West Ham dealt with it really well and um, very impressed. Really impressed to see it. Um, and I'll tell you what's nice as well, Riley. Well, let's talk about the goals, first of all. First goal, um, a, a great counter-attack from West Ham. Uh, love, lovely ball by Paqueta. I love the way he headed the ball, got it under control and pink curled the ball round in the path of um, to Kuda, so who then run on. It's weird with Kudas now. Is it? It's almost as if, because we've started to see this this player that's so capable of scoring Riley it's almost like you get the feeling that every time he goes forward I've, I've got this confidence he's going to put it in the net it's, it, it doesn't matter really where he is even when he had that he was on the edge of the box I'm thinking if he gets a shot away this is probably going to go in um I can't remember the last time we had a bloody player like that mate can you um probably Jared Bowen to be honest mate I mean he's he's mm. I still feel like every time he goes forward he's going to create something I mean 10 goals in the Premier League now which is an incredible tally. Uh, Mohamed Kudus, I think, is um, was he on five goals now in the Premier League? Which yeah, yeah, he's, he's got. He's got so Kudus is actually yeah. Well, Kudus is on total for West Ham. He scored nine goals in all competitions. I mean, mm. which is remarkable. Bearing in mind, Riley, he scored four for Ajax before he arrived. He's on thirteen goals this season. You know, because mm. in fact, we're not we're not even at Christmas yet. That's that's pretty remarkable. There, there's not many players in West Ham's time that have got, got those numbers. You know what I mean? And obviously, apart from Bowen this season, it's been amazing, as you say. Um, we'll talk about the front three in a minute. But yeah, his finishing is remarkable. And again, I, I felt that with the second goal. Um, again, where we obviously countered. And you saw Paqueta look up straight for Kudus and ping the ball across to him. And once, once Kudus was away... Again, you just felt like he's going to put this in. I can't see anything else other than a goal. And I love the fact we've got a player of that quality. Um, I, I felt, though, that that second goal knocked the stuffing out of Wolves then. I, I, although we were, 
to be fair to the, their credit, and they had to come out second half and fight. Obviously, at that point, at half time, it was 2 0 West Ham. You just felt that West Ham, it kind of suited us that they had to come at us. Although people, you know, will look back at it and go, there was a 20 minute spell where Wolves were pretty much on top. I think I was expecting that anyway. I, I think most were. I'd, because Wolves were always going to have to try and get a goal back. They were, they were the ones that were under pressure to get a goal. We didn't really need it. We could just sort of go, well, let's just sit back, absorb the pressure, catch them on the counter. And, mate, Jared Bowen, another Bowen goal. Um, he's 10th for the season, as you said. And I, I think I saw a statistic saying that that's the first time we've had a player reach this level since in the 2000s era, I think. I think something like that. I think it might be the last was, it might have been John Hartson, I think. It was, it's been quite a while, so... Mate, it's, what, it's a really or to get double digits this quickly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, to be at this point on this many goals of a season, I think it's, it's pretty remarkable. And considering the fact he's a winger, do you know what I mean? So I know he's kind of converted into a bit of a striker at the moment, but it's this is a really, really special time um, in terms of our front line. Um, but yeah, before we quickly talk about them, they uh, overall, you, you I'm, I mean, it goes without saying, doesn't it? Really pleased with the result 3 0. And mate, a clean sheet, a bloody clean sheet, which is. Let's be honest, we've found them hard to come by this season. So two consecutively, I think it's a big thing, don't you? Yeah, I mean, like you said, I don't think Wolves challenge us too much. Um, their game plan definitely sort of played into our hands. I think that's the complete opposite of the way you want to play against West Ham. You want to give them the ball, give them the possession, let them, you know, let us come on to you. And, and yeah. in those positions, we do really struggle to break teams down and we get impatient and then we ourselves get caught out quite a lot on the counter-attack. And we're not very good with our backs to goals. Uh, so, you know, I think that is literally the carbon copy of how not to play West Ham, especially at the moment mm. with um, having players like Kudus and Bowen uh, being so quick on the counter-attack. And, you know, Paqueta as well. And Alvarez, you know, they've both showed, and Warprouse, to be fair, have all shown their range of passes. Um, mm. You know, they don't often, they normally have to kind of probe the areas and, and wait for that long ball to come into play. But, you know, if you're going to give those sorts of players, the entire sort of pitch to ping a pass into, they're going mm. to get it right. They're going to pass it into you. And and having players like Kudus and Bowen who are so not just good on the counter-attack and, and quick, but, you know, the ball just sticks to their feet. You know what I mean? They, they're they so mm. good at just being able to drive towards goal. And, and I just think that's the carbon copy of how not to play against West Ham. So, you know, if I look at it maybe from that standpoint, I, I think maybe, you know, Wolves did make it a bit easy for us. But and I'm, I'm always going to take like a bit of a, pragmatic approach I'm not just going to look at a 3-0 scoreline and say well you know mm. that's perfect um you know there's nothing to talk about because otherwise you know you would just look at the scoreline wouldn't you, you wouldn't look at the performance yes. but you, know, you score three goals of brilliant quality you get a clean sheet um you keep Wolves quiet which has not always been an easy feat this season I mean yeah it'd be pretty difficult not to be happy with that performance yeah I, and, and what I like about it is is that it was a great response to obviously a hammering that we took the week before because um, we had a good spell before that um, Fulham game, didn't we? We, we obviously beaten Tottenham away, which was obviously a, a wonderful moment for the club. We always loved turning them over. It was always great, especially on their on, in their backyard. Great, great result. Um, so to then to lose like we did against Fulham, uh, and obviously it was very deflating and quite concerning and felt like, oh dear. And obviously the pressure was starting to ramp up. The, the usual kind of routine of West Ham, of being a West Ham fan, that kind of up and down and, oh God, it's all doom and gloom. Um, so there was pressure on West Ham this week. You know, you thought this is a big week for David Moyes, big week for the team. They need to top that group. We, do, we didn't want to be in that playoff round, which obviously was announced today. You've seen these team, these draws coming up thinking, thank God 
we're not a part of that because that looks tough. Um, especially some, yeah, some of the games are very tough. But we've responded really well. I mean, like you couldn't have asked for a better response. Played very, very well Thursday. Looked comfortable from, from the, the minute that first whistle went. We looked very good and up for it, um, and just very composed. So. To, to get that result like we did, top the group quite comfortably again. I mean, us, us in Europe, Riley, just seems to be such a, a match made in heaven, doesn't it? We just seem to cope mm-hmm. with European football very well. Um, but there's always that concern, wasn't it? You thought, is it going to be another like high followed by a low? Are we going to put in a, sh- a, sh- a shitty performance against Wolves and something now? We'd be back on Monday going, oh, back to square, you know, we're back to feeling doom, feeling doom and gloom. But I get the feeling, there's something about West Ham at the moment, and I, I said it, um, after the Thursday night game, when did the review of the um, the uh, Freiburg game, was that I just feel like you can sense the team is starting to click a bit now. Like Kudus and that, that, that the understanding between Soufal and Kudus seems to be much better. Bowen and Kudus seem to be linking up lovely. I mean, I mean, it goes without saying, Paqueta and Kudus and, and Bowen now are starting to gel. And like you mentioned earlier, Alvarez now is starting to become that presence. Like he's starting to command his area quite well and looking comfortable. I don't know, mate. You know what I mean? I'm starting to look at West Ham, thinking they look. They look. We look like we're purring a little bit. There's a bit of a team here. Like if we can hit form at the right time, which we appear to be. I'm not saying we definitely are, but with the likes of Manchester United, you know, well, Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal on the horizon, these are going to be games that are going to really gauge us now to see where we are. Because if West Ham can pull off a couple of results here, bloody hell, mate, this could be a very, very exciting second half of the season. What was what, your feelings? Are you are you feeling quite optimistic then, the season ahead? Uh, listen, listen, mate, I'll be honest. The the competition in the Premier League is, is crazy. Um, mm. I, think the, I think I said it in a video uh, the other day that, you know, I think the biggest compliment you can give a team is for them to be consistent or just to be sustainable. Like, you know, when, when Arsene Wenger, for instance, you know, was always getting top four, but always just about getting top four with Arsenal. That was his mm. biggest criticism. Oh, we're not pushing for the title. We're not doing this, we're not doing that. And then a new manager comes in and they just drop completely. Um, mm. People didn't realise how brilliant it was to achieve Champions League football for all of those years. And they've only really just got back to Champions League football now. I think mm. you can say the same of Moyes to be able to get us European football three years running, uh, top of the group three years running. I mean, it's crazy sustainability, but um, I, I just think it's going to be too difficult this season. I mean, I I can name six better teams in West Ham at the moment, unfortunately, and I just think the competition will be too much for us. Uh, but, I mean, you know, it could happen. But, but like you say, we're very, we're very up and down, we're very hot and cold. Um, sometimes I look at the performance and I wonder if we're being dragged through by individual performances as opposed to the team playing well, if that makes sense. You know, is it, has the team, the team played well on that occasion or was it just the game where Kudus and Bowen and Paqueta were, you know, on form and, and creating chances and, and essentially mm. carrying us forward to a win? You know, when we played against Freiburg, you know, Alvarez was the main man and, you know, he played brilliantly. I wonder if sometimes individual performances get us over the line and, you know, what, what is to happen if those individual performances are lost? You know, if Kudus isn't mm. playing well, having an off day, does that mean the whole result just goes to, you know, just, just danishes? If Bowen mm. is nullified and doesn't score, does that mean that the, the whole result and the whole scoreline is going to be, you know, not in our favour? So mm. I think that I'm optimistic because last season we were in a relegation battle and this season we are definitely challenging for a, you know, top eight finish 
going for maybe European uh, European spot, which I think is is better than what I thought we'd be able to do this season, considering the competition that's against us. Uh, but again, as a West Ham fan, having watched this Moyes side for a long time, um, though the positions are consistent, you know, I, I think the performances have never really been too consistent. So I do worry that at some stage there'll be another, you know, another cog that doesn't turn and, and something else goes wrong or an injury. I mean, we look how bad injuries are this season with every single team. So, um, yeah, I'm slightly optimistic, mate, and, and it is upwards and onwards, but there is obviously that classic West Ham fan voice in the back of my head that maybe tells me not to get a bit too carried away. Yeah, I don't think getting carried away. I, and I agree with you. I mean, in terms of the the competition this season, I think if you look at that league table, you're right. There are some teams out there you think they're probably going to be too tough for us to compete with just a little bit. I mean, right. I mean, if we we do it quickly now. I mean, the likes of say you've got Manchester City, Arsenal, and Liverpool straight away. That's three that will be above West Ham this season. We, we can accept yeah. that, and I don't think there's any problem with that. You've got Aston Villa now in the mix. Will we catch Villa this season? Probably not, because I think they've just got so much momentum at the moment and they're playing so well and they've got the they've just got something good going on there. I think the only thing that could stop Villa possibly is injury, because they probably aren't they've not got much depth like the other squads have. So if they lost an Ollie Watkins and say a Douglas Louise, that could probably cripple them quite considerably quickly. Mm. Uh, but I'm not saying that'll happen, but even still, I still think they're doing they probably will finish above us. The only teams then are, you've got to start looking at are Tottenham and Newcastle. Now, they're slightly debatable, slightly, possibly a little bit too far for us, just a little bit. But I wouldn't say they're out of our realms. I mean, I wouldn't say, well, that's absolutely impossible. I, I, as I say, the Arsenal and Man City and Liverpool, I would say, are impossible. I would, I would say West Ham could start pushing to be in the mix of Spurs and Newcastle. I think they might be slightly ahead of us, but I certainly believe we've got, we are capable of finishing above Man United this season. I certainly believe we've got the capabilities of finishing above uh, Brighton, but we just, that, that, that's really got to be our aim, which like you said, mate, which is effectively then seventh. What about Chelsea this season? With, um, I, I, no, I, mean, I, I know they're a bit of a long-term project, but I think they're doing they're doing very well with the the rebuild at the moment, and they're just sort of recovering from a from a, a bad season. I mean, look how crap United are, mate, and even they are ahead of us at the moment, which you wouldn't believe. Sixth in the Premier yeah, League, yeah, but I, I, I think, when, I, but I've not been convinced of Man United. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I'm not convinced of Chelsea whatsoever. I, I mean, Man United, you're right; they are grinding out. They they have got their sort of knack of get putting out a result. They've got a point, obviously, at Liverpool, which is a big point for them. But I've really been unconvinced with them. They're so. I mean, you talk about us being inconsistent, but they are another level of it. They are one minute looking very good to looking shambolic They're all over the place. So I, I do think there's a we have got an opportunity there. Brighton mm. have not, you know, they, they are very good, but I, I don't think they're, I think we are better on paper, possibly. I'm not saying um, necessarily better. They're a very good home side, aren't they, Brighton? They're very, very, very good and they get they tend to get results at home. But they, they, I mean, they're a good side, but. I think realistically, our aim has got to be seventh uh, and, and at the best get sixth. You know what I mean? Maybe we can catch out. I mean, Newcastle have got a terrible injury issue at the moment. I think they've got something like 10 players out. That's something hopefully we can take advantage of. They might have a little bit of a blip now in form for a period. I mean, look, there's a lot, I know you mentioned Chelsea. Again, I, like you said, I think there's just too much of a rebuild going on there. I, I think we can probably keep them at bay if we can just keep... We, we've got to keep our consistency going. I mean, mate, we're in, we're in a very good position. 27 points, you know, at this stage of the season is pretty amazing. Um, 
And we could, I mean, if we can get a European spot again next season, whether it be uh, Europa or being uh, the conference, I think that'd be a remarkable achievement for West Ham. And, and, and look, we could have a very good cup run. Who knows this week? I, I think this is a very exciting time. Um, but it's a very, very good moment for West Ham. And I, and I think it's something we can be excited about. Like you say, you don't want to get too carried away. I don't think we need to get ahead of ourselves and start dreaming of, get, you know, as I've said, you know, or we're going to be top six. We're going to get sick this season. I don't think we're in that realm. But we we are we are clearly a decent side this season. We are we're okay. Like we're not we're not terrible. We we are dealing with teams pretty well. Um, I, I do think the Fulham game, um, Moyes' comments are probably justified at the end. He did say, look, we've had a terrible virus with the squad. We're absolutely exhausted. I wasn't very happy with some of the selections that day. I think he could have given some of the academy boys a go. But on on in, on on the face of it though, when you look now, you look back and see how we're playing since then. He might have had a point and just said, look, it was just a very bad day, and we should really struggle to get going. Um, and I think we've drawn a line firmly under that result. Um, before we quickly go on to um, the last bit, I just wanted to say a bit of David Moyes, mate, then. Um, obviously, the, the debate about David Moyes' future is just going to rumble on for this whole season. It's just going to continue. But I tell you, mate, he's putting a bit of a case together, isn't he, for himself. He's certainly not... I, I, the, the jury's out, isn't it? Let's be honest. I, I don't think anyone could firmly say, do you know what, he's definitely off the end of the season. There's no way the club will keep him on. Because I've got to admit, if I was a club owner now, I'd be looking and going, well... What's he? He hasn't done a lot wrong this season, and I don't know. I mean, obviously, this will be a, this will be a conversation going on and on. But you've got to admit, mate, would you agree that he's um, he's putting a decent case to to get uh, to be retained? Listen, I, I think Moyes has a certain way of playing, and it will always be if, uh, play an effect in the in what team he creates. I, I think he'll always choose defence over attack. I think he'll always be happy to sacrifice goals to prevent goals. Um, I just think he's that type of manager. I think he's got his way of playing. And and yes, you know, we've seen it over the years. We've seen the the crazy counter-attacking goals we've been able to score. We've seen the way we, the free-flowing football we've been able to play. But I think with David Moyes, it's, it, it's pretty certain that at some point, you know, maybe he feels at the moment that he has to do that to, to keep his job. But as soon as you give him a chance to play the way he wants to play, we will be right back to that low block, right back to the right, you know, how do we stop our opponent from scoring as opposed to, right, how do we, you know, outscore our opponent and just go for it, you know? You get that mm. with modern managers like, you know, Ange Postacoglu. You're not going to get that with your traditional managers like David Moyes. So, you know, as much as I look at the performances and see them improving, I just know that, you know, Moyes has been our manager for three years. He's been in a relegation scrap on two occasions I mean, last season pushed him to the absolute very brink of his job and he still wasn't willing to adapt and, you know, get with the the new version of modern football, which almost is, can you outscore your opponent as opposed to, can you be defensively solid? And um, Moyes hasn't been able to adapt to it and I don't see why he would do it, you know, ever, to be honest with you. I think he's just that sort of manager. So I think eventually we will outgrow Moyes uh, as much as what he's done is amazing. Uh, for the club and, and all that sort of stuff. I just think that for us to be able to get with modern football and, and you know, have that mentality of let's just outscore our opponents, see what we can do, uh, mm. we would need a new manager to do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I can understand the, the, the argument. I can, I get it. And I, I believe me, like I'm one of those, I want to see better expansive football at West Ham, a bit more excited. But at the same time, my only concern when I ever think about the Moyes situation, it always has been the case, is that if, if I don't want us to cut our nose off to spite our face, that's all. I don't want us to sort of go, yeah, we're desperate for a change and then we're bringing someone, it just doesn't work. And you think, 
what have we done? Do you know what I mean? Why did we do that so quick? I think the problem is West Ham, if we're going to get another manager in at long term, it has to be a kind of guaranteed, you know what I mean? As, as best as we possibly can. Like I, a proven younger manager that can go, look, you've, you've seen what I can do and then go and do well. I, I, I don't want to see, I, I, it's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. I think at the moment, though, he is putting a good case together, mate. I really do. And I, I, I think the club at the moment, at the moment, will probably struggle to justify sacking him or not renewing his contract. I just think they probably would. If, if, if the season was to end today, I think the club might go, what can we do? Like, what more can he really done? You know I mean? He's got us through top of the European group. We're in the we're in the Cope, uh, quarterfinal of cup. We're seventh in the league. Do you know what I mean that you might go? Well, I don't really know what else we can we can offer. I, I I do think, but look, it's a long way to go. It's certainly going to be a debate, mate. It's going to rumble on. Um, but before we finish the video, just want to um ask you, mate, on the front three. Um, it, I, I'm starting to think that we've got talent in this team now, mate. That are is really on par with top some of the top clubs in this league. I really do. Like you look around. I, I mean, you look at Kudus and Paqueta and Bowen now. That is a front three that are frighteningly good when they're on when they're on form. I mean, you're talking we talked, you know, the, the, not long ago the Liverpool front three, wasn't it? Salah, Firmino and um Coutinho that season where they were just absolute dominant. I'm not saying they're there, but do you know what I mean? They're not they're not a million miles from that, mate. Do you know what I mean? They, they, these three are really good. And if, if we can get them clicking, because don't forget they've only been playing together for a short period, i.e. with Kudus, you know, you do you know what I mean? we can have something very, very special. Would you agree with that? Yeah, it's not your traditional front three, is it really? And and actually, I think um, I'm not sure what's what you were doing there, but the, the comparison to Firmino and and uh, that sort of front three is, is is pretty spot on because you know Paqueta is kind of like our Firmino, and he's the unsung hero, he's the utility man, uh, and then Kudus is your and Bowen are your goal scorers. So I think it is mm. quite similar to that kind of setup. Uh, it's not your traditional front three. I mean. Some people, I think, when they watch us, don't even think it is a front three because Paquette is so deep. And, you know, you can't really tell if it's a front two, who's in midfield, whether Suchek's there or, or whatever it is. But, you know, we'll call it a front three because I think that's how it operates in the end. Mm. Um, and I think about the best front threes in the league. Obviously, you've got probably Cities. You know, I'd say that that's probably better than ours. Arsenal, I think we can make a good case, to be honest. I know, I know Saka's... A brilliant player and Jesus is a, is a good player as well. Martinelli has, has some mm. class about him, but you know, I think looking from the West Ham standpoint, you know, can you really make too much of an argument to diminish the talent that we have as well? I mean, mm. Liverpool's front three, I think, as well, having Salah in there is always going to give you a lot of brownie points, but I think other than that, really, I mean, I mean, look at Villa's front three, for instance. I mean, with that, our front three is, is miles better than that, it really yeah. is. So, yeah. What, what, what have they got? Leon Bailey, DRB, and, and Watkins. Well, maybe not miles better, but like, you know. It, yeah, yeah, they are better. decent. I know what you mean, though. We, you're looking at our front three thinking, bloody hell, if, if, we, if we could just get a consistent team here going in performances, I'll tell you what, we could, we've got goals in the side. Um, I think it's an exciting time, mate. I really do. I think I think I think that 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 week has certainly lifted us, and I think the the, the week we've got coming up now, this these games are obviously coming thick and fast. But the fact is, we're against the, the big three. Do you know what I mean? We're against three big clubs um, in Liverpool. That, that's uh, a Manchester positive United. thing, though, because it, it's a free hit. If we go at those games oh, yes. with the attacking football we've shown in the last couple of weeks, we've got literally yeah. nothing to lose. You know, you say we've given it a go, it's not yeah. worked, but you know we've shown our attacking football. How, what, yeah, we're stick yeah. To principles. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I think I, I agree. There's nothing for West Ham to lose, really. Like, I mean, the cup game is slightly different in a way. I'm really hoping. I think 
I'm hoping that that Liverpool result against Manchester United that it's actually done us a favour because mm. they have to beat Arsenal now. Liverpool have to beat Arsenal. Like if they if Liverpool want to win this league, make no mistake, Klopp wants to win that league. Uh, he will see this as a great opportunity with City slipping around at the moment. I think he will think, yeah, I could win this. He's got to beat Arsenal. Like that, that is a massive, massive game for Liverpool. I think this game's an inconvenience for them. I, I genuinely think this, they could oh, do without yeah. it. They think, do you know what? We really don't need to play West Ham on a Wednesday. I really hope that's their mindset and go, we don't want to, let's rest some players, let's get ourselves fresh. And I hope they've all got one eye on uh, next weekend because if it does, mate, we could take advantage of it. And then Man United at home, I mean, well, I, I, I fancy us at the moment. I don't see why we, we shouldn't go into that with a load of confidence. And then what Arsenal away is, like you say, mate, a free hit. We can just go into that game, enjoy it, just go for it and just say, let's cause a bloody upset. Let's dent, um, let's dent their... Um, their uh, party, you know, at the moment, because they think they're going to win the league, as they always do. Um, Arsenal at this stage of the season, they think they've lifted it, um, which bit them in the arse last time, and I've got a feeling it might do again. Um, mate, it's, it's, a great, it's been a good week, and it's really nice, obviously, to do a video of you again, and, and, and it'd be a good one, you know, because we do get, it's, we're, as you say, so inconsistent this season. We've been up and down, up and down. One minute, we're, we're getting excited. So, you're right. I, I do want to keep that in mind, because it can change very quickly. We could lose, we could go out Wednesday, get beaten by Man United, lose to Arsenal, and then suddenly we're in despair again. But, mm. I don't know, it's a feeling, I don't know, it's a feeling I've got, I don't know about you, but I've got a bit of confidence about the next few games. Yeah, and I think as well, because like you say, they are free hits. As long as we approach them with a sort of good attacking mindset and we just try and go out and score some goals, I don't think any West Ham fan is going to come on any sort of platform and, uh, and argue about that. I don't think anyone really cares about the results at the moment. If we just show the way we're playing and, and do what we're doing, then I think any West Ham fan will definitely take that. Mate, it's a, bit, it's a big, big week. And uh, look, we'll do our review, uh, sorry, our preview of Liverpool. I'm looking forward to that one. But uh until then, mate, come on your irons. Sports Social Podcast Network.